Hi, everybody. Will here with Dog Show Drive. Wayne and I have decided to take a few weeks off, so I want you to enjoy some choices the dog has made for you. Here's the first one. back to the dog show drive with wayne and will i am wayne cavanaugh and i'm will alexander you are indeed young william and you're looking spectacular today in your white quarter zip but they can't see that anyway today we have uh, i think a very interesting show for you i hope you enjoy it we're going to talk about silken wind hounds seminars and the state of the judging approval process right here in america all that and more on the dog show drive I'm born to run down rocky cliffs Give me grace, bury my sins Shattered glass and black holes Can't hold me back from where I need to go Well, hey there, young William. How the heck are you, buddy? I'm very good, Wayne. I'm very good. I'm a little, I'm a little tired. I got to tell you, four days again. Four days is just a little too much. Jeez, <laughs> that I was in Syracuse. So. The older I get, the more I long for those Saturday Sunday only shows. Well, it's almost like Saturday rolled around, and my body's like, "Oh, we're gonna load the truck now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're four days down there, right? Yeah, four days. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a long one. On and Doswell, baby. I think is Doswell, Virginia. I think is on there. 118th day, aren't they? <laughs> That's been going on for a while down there. Um, but yeah, good quality dogs, both. So I don't yeah, know. But wait, I know it's good to see everybody. It's sure, like, I, I just enjoy seeing everybody. It's... Yeah. You know, that's kind of, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you talk to a lot of judges who just say, you know, this is my social life. This is what we do. Um, we get to hang out with these friends of ours. And and really, you know, for me, and I'm not that old, um, these are people I grew up with in the sport. That's right. I've known some of them since I'm 10 years old in junior showmanship. Um, you know, and it is so it is the thing that keeps you socially because you know, when your life is dogs and dog shows and you're back home, your neighbors don't have any idea. Well, <laughs> what you're going to talk about. So your passion is, you know, it's, you've got to be able to share that. And uh, I think that's one of the great things about the sport. I'm going to try to make it a, a uh, pact with myself to list the good things about the sport every day. Uh, Cause there are so many of them. Well, you, you know, you're comfortable with your dog show family when the national anthem goes on and you guys all both belt up, belt up yeah. both songs. You, know? yes. yep. you, you wouldn't well, do that in a mall. <laughs> That's true. Here in Canada, of course, we know your anthem because of hockey. Okay. Never mind. That was uh, a game anyway. last night. Did you watch that game? We didn't watch that. The Tampa Leafs in Tampa? No, in I should have watched it because um, I like both teams, but uh, there was that basketball championship on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and, and, I, and I don't even know the crap. rules for that game. So I decided to watch uh, HGTV. No, I just read, I guess, or something. I didn't watch either. Well, Austin Matthews tied the franchise record for most goals in a year by a player. Right? Maple Leafs, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, he got a hat trick last night in Tampa Bay. Whoa. In Tampa. Oh, man, how did I miss this? They scored six goals on Vasilevsky. That's the most goals he's ever had scored on him this year. Wow. That's amazing. He's darn good. Well, you know, takes a kid from Phoenix, Arizona to show him how it's done up there in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. You knew that. <laughs> anyway, um, lots going on this month. This is a busy month. Uh, and um, one of the things I'm I'm looking at my calendar for next next uh, next month, I guess, somewhere. But I wanted to mention it. Um, it's a thing called Silken Fest. Ah, yes. And I know that sounds silly to some people, but let me tell you, if you want to go to a dog event. And be reminded of what it was like back in the day when everybody just hung out and partied for a week and there was a dog show. Um, All the dogs, they take like 20 X pens and connect them and just throw all the dogs in there. And And they're all wearing sandals, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of patchouli oil, you know, but uh, it's just the coolest bunch of people. And I, I love the breed too. Now I know that there's discussion that uh, this breed's been around for at least 30, 40 years now, isn't a breed. Uh, I can tell you they breed true. They look like a breed. This is the silken windhound we're talking yeah. about, or I'm talking about. Um, I never heard of them. And uh, Rick Bochamp called me and he said he walked into this little post office, a little town in California, and there were two. These of these sighthounds outside the post office just sitting waiting. And their owner came out and Rick waited and had a chat with them. And they described that these were silken wind hounds. And um, Rick called me and said, You got it, you got to find out about this breed. And I did. Um, and they entered, they when they found out that I wanted to see them, this lovely couple bought two of them to Indiana uh, f- for me to see a show. And they were just, just this sweetest coolest dogs well since since that time i've been to their silken fests um a couple of times three um i watched them flat race in the polo grounds in in um oregon or or in seattle i guess no it was in olympia washington um and they they straight race and then they these are sighthounds and the people call them and they come back I mean, they're just the most curious dogs. You can walk them without lead if, you know, if you train them. And these are people who aren't necessarily dog show diehards. So they treat them like pets. They take them off lead to the beach and do things that we're afraid to do. And as a result, the dogs are so socialized and cool. And so evidently, the Borzoi Club is going to say, hey, that's a miniature borzoi or something. And the whippet club is going to say, Hey, it's a long haired whippet, yeah, whatever it might. Uh, so it's going to cause some dander. I get that. But man, if you're looking, you're bringing in breed, they're bringing in breeds now that I'm not even sure breeds and they're bringing in breeds that don't have a 200 year history. Um, these silkens, I don't know. It's, it's going to take a, a fight in the delicate body, but Look what we have now. Are you going to tell me some of these breeds have been around, really been around for that long? Or are they a recreation of something? Um, and these silken people DNA everything, so you know what's going on. Um, well, I, I, don't I, know. I agree with you. You, I, when I, I had, you had me judge for you at one of the premieres. 
and they did a, a support entry or a specialty yeah. or something. And I, I read up on this best I could, but I'll tell you that that quality was deep. Oh, it's really good. It was fun. Like I, mm -hmm. I've been a fan ever since that day. I yeah. get a couple that come into my handing classes now and I, I just, I, they're a fun breed and they're, they're so, they're so attractive. They have that exotic look to them and it's, it's that, it, but it's still a classic hound look. It is. It's, it's, it's yeah, so, I really was taken with them. They're really just well. majestic. You know, they're just, and they're, I don't know, there's, and then their temperaments are unbelievable. Um, and they're not a miniature Borzoi by any means. They're a completely different look, but boy, they've got so many sighthound qualities and the, and they're, I don't know. I just love them and the people too. So I'm really, look, this will be my first time judging Silken Fest and I'm really excited. Oh, you're judging it. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing their, that's their national. It's at Perina Farms this year. It's, it's a, it's a breed that was initially popular on the West coast. It's still what number will they get their national. Oh, I don't know. I'd say, well, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was 80 to a hundred. Yeah. Like I think, I think when I did them in premiere, there was like 30 or 40. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then maybe bigger. Who knows? Because it's been a while since I've and the breed's grown like crazy. So maybe there's even more, and maybe Missouri is centrally located. But I know that when you have them in California, it's a big do, and it is fun. I it bet. Is really I, fun. I bet. Okay. When it's I went it. out there to talk to them the first time, this is actually a funny story. <laughs> I had a wonderful assistant. I mean, the best. Everybody loved Michelle. She was just the best, and. um and she would always do these quirky things, and 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 it was, it was just Michelle. Everyone would say, "Well, you know, it's just Michelle." So I'm going to California to go to meet these people for the first time officially, and um, for the UKC. So I get to the airport in San Francisco, and I go to pick up my car, and there's a yellow Corvette with a racing stripe sitting there idling, and I and I looked and I thought, "What the hell rents those?" So I look at the window, and the guy goes, "Oh, Mr. Cavanaugh, that's your Corvette." <laughs> Your assistant called as your range for this. I'm like, oh, this is gonna look good. He's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> this little bucolic park, classic California old town up in the hills. And I drive up in the Corvette and I'm trying to sneak in there quietly, and they're in the ring, and here's just... <laughs> So I pull up and I get out and I just have jeans on, you know, and I get out and they're all looking at me like, who is he? And there was some circling of the sharks wandering around. Like, I think I knew, and everybody's buzzing, buzzing, but yeah. so I didn't say much. And I met Joyce Chin, who's a dear friend now. I just adore, uh, she came out and watched it, uh, um, Woodstock this year. Uh -huh. um, she's a Marvel comic artist and she's just one of the top ones. Her husband, Arthur Adams too. They make a living just signing autographs um, at Comic-Cons. Brilliant people. Anyway, uh, she's the president of the club now. And um, so she said, you know, fine, if you want to talk to us. So I, I got up on a picnic table and everyone sat around the picnic table and I gave my speech about why this breed is, is a breed of interest to me and why it should be recorded and registered and DNA and all that. And somehow it worked, Corvette and all. But they still don't let me forget the Corvette every time I see him. <laughs> Oh yeah, well that's, that's a perfect, you know, turning point. Well, he's the guy in the Corvette. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else had Volkswagen vans, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bright yellow school bus, yellow, a big black racing stripe. <laughs> and the thing is hideous. When you fly into San Francisco, you have to drive through the town and to leave the airport and get onto the highway. It's the weirdest situation. You come out into the city, 
and they're not easy to steer. You know, they're not necessarily, you know, <laughs> in this little tiny, in this tiny skinny roads and these intersections, and it's all traffic. And here I am blah, 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 trying to steer this thing around. Going fast is fine, but we have to make a quick right at a traffic light. It's not, <laughs> it's not so you really can't, the way the cow is built on it, it's hard to differentiate the front ends. You can't tell like, where you are. Oh, my dad had one for years, and I hated driving in it. They weren't even comfortable. But. Oh, man. But that was my start in Silkins, and I really do love them. Um, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever be an AKC-recognized AKC breed, but if you met the breed and you saw them race and saw all the incredible things they do, they compete in everything, uh, and then watch the consistency in the ring and saw how well they, how consistently they breed. They breed more consistent than a lot of the AKC breeds that have been around for a hundred years. Um, uh, it, it'd be hard pressed uh, to not accept them compared to what's in, being accepted now. Sure. I, I don't see any problem with but that. To me, that's a breed. Like I, I've seen it now and I can recognize them whenever I go anywhere. If one shows up, you know, it's a yeah. silk. I mean, it's, yeah. it's and at the end of the day, there's no such thing as a purebred dog, is there? I mean, yeah. you know, they all came from a mix they of something. Far enough back, they're all kind of yeah, a, yeah. But uh, to make what we want. Yeah, I wonder if it'll ever happen. I don't know. But if you haven't seen a silken windhound, it's a dumb name. I'll give you that. Um, but check them out. Look them up on the internet and see what you see. It's um, it's the International Silken Windhound Association, ISWA, ISWA. Um, that has some great information and great pictures. And, and Joyce Chin, the artist, uh, does the art for Silken Fest, and it's just, oh, man. This is the Marvel comic yeah. art. She does the she does the work for Silken Fest. That's oh, kind of she's, cool. she, she can draw. Yeah. I ha- actually have the poster for my Silken when uh, for my first Silken Fest framed and hung in our house. And I've got a pretty impressive collection of dog art, and that hangs with it proudly. It's beautiful, beautiful. But there you have Cheryl will go to that silken. She loves those people and she'll go to the it's not cutthroat competitive and the dog's just hanging out having a good time. It's right up Cheryl's alley. So uh she'll probably join me on that one. I really enjoyed the people when I when I met them. So. Oh, they're wonderful, wonderful. Um there's a bunch of seminars coming up too, Will, and um uh good ones. We have it at Gray's Lake, Eric Wyatt and um Ken Murray and uh James. Jamie Donahue and um, Scott File, they just put together, it's just, an, and there's others, and there's others. They put together an incredible weekend there at Grace Lake, including these Sighthound seminars, or, or a bunch of seminars, but the Sighthound seminars this year are extraordinary, and they get great people doing them. They're well worth going to. Um, if you're anywhere in the middle of the country and you want to get some great seminars, um, that Grace Lake show in June, I believe, uh, yeah, June 15th, 18th. It's right before the garden. Um, those are great seminars. And then Houston uh, and Sam Houston McDonald is the man there. They put together a, a, an amazing, I think this is one of those uh, three-pointers to the AKC senior judges or ADS, whatever it is, um, where you get more points because it's AKC approved, I think. Anyway, Houston um, in, in um, what is that? That's in June, too. That's the end of the month in June. So you have to go Grays Lake, Westminster, Houston. And Sam's put together an incredible sporting dog seminar. And I mean, a set of set. You could, 
it's it's just so full of good people and, and breeds and uh, very well scheduled. Uh, Bob Stein is the treasurer. He he puts a lot of it together. And boy, I can tell you our communication with him has been extraordinary. He's terrific. So um, yeah, there's great learning opportunities out there. And if you're going to apply for breeds, you need them. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It's, I still don't understand that whole process. The the the, num- the point system. I I guess I'll, I'll have to figure it out at some point. But I, I always question, like I didn't question it, but I I wondered why. I've I've mentored for people in beagles and Irish setters, but when I apply for them, I have to get a mentor for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. Well, and yeah. uh, and I don't know what's going on lately, but it's very upsetting to me. Um, I mean, it really is. Uh, not personally, it doesn't affect me, but it sure has affected some some very good applicants. The criteria seem to change. Uh, it's pretty clear on the form that you have to have a mentor that's a parent club approved mentor or an AKC approved breed judge for, I think it's 12 years or more, uh, and a breeder exhibitor, breeder exhibitor for so many years as well. And people are getting turned down because the, um, the judge department doesn't like the mentor, or doesn't feel they're qualified, even if they qualify as a judge for 30 years and a mentor for a breed uh, breeder exhibitor for 30 years. Um, if they don't consider them a breed expert, it doesn't count. I, I, I'm just not sure. What makes them a, how does, what is the criteria of breed expert? How is that determined? Well, it's pretty nebulous, isn't it? Uh, the breed, the breed clubs have a list of approved mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. I don't want to be misunderstood or sound like I'm complaining, but no, for sure. But, but if you, okay, let's say up here in Canada, um, let's say I'll go to, you probably don't even know who this is. Mrs. Brown, Shanti, Shanti, she bred some of the best ones that Luke won hundreds of best shows on her sheets from when I was a kid. I'm sure she's not like, if I wanted to learn sheets, I'd sit and talk to Mrs. Brown, but yeah, she's not on the list. No, she wouldn't be on the list, but I, I can't imagine there'd be anybody better. Well, the- if you don't belong to breed clubs, and a lot of people just don't like belonging to breed clubs, yeah. still doesn't make them someone who's not. For example, um, uh, Welsh Terriers, Lakeland Terriers, uh, even Wire Fox Terriers, any Terrier, uh, I'm going to call Bobby Fisher. Yeah. I will guarantee you he's going to give me way more important information than anybody that uh well maybe not anybody no but, uh, but boy he'd be my first call for sure hey. i'll guarantee he's not an approved mentor and like i said when i was a when i was a young handler like 23 24 i started showing dogs for mr vortman he was at airedales i you were i went right to bobby yeah <laughs> at a dog show i went and I, i'm sure i bugged him every day for every weekend i was there about airedales and what i should do and how i should that's who i went to you know? of course right of course we no. all know who's yeah. out there who knows because and i'm not disparaging any club's breeders approved list no of course not but i can, but I can tell you when, missing people <laughs> there's 23 24 people on there and i haven't heard of any of them but i've heard of uh but there's other people that I've known been in the breed for a long time that I'd feel more comfortable with because 
it's not that it, well, you can get right. If I don't know someone who's on approved mentor list, I'm not going to feel comfortable talking about dogs from the past. Right. And I think it's important to, because I don't know what their association with those dogs is. Um, where other people that I've known forever, I can say, you know, that thing that you spread or showed or whatever that had the horrible front. Oh yeah. You don't want a front like that. You know, that's the kind of conversation you can learn from. And um, some of these people, I mean, I can tell you when uh, people ask for me to mentor, I don't just sit there and talk for 10 minutes. I send them in advance photographs, some articles, and then we're going to talk about those dogs in the photographs after they've had time to research and learn. It's not an ongoing thing. It's not 15 minutes and you're done. Um, So I don't know. There's plenty of ways to abuse the system. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen people who just fly by a ring and say, hey, can you sign this um, ringside observation form for me? Oh, sure. Judge signs it. They haven't even had a conversation. Uh, They didn't even watch the breed together. I've seen that. And I'm sure there are other ways of, of, of skirting the system. So that's okay because they're not getting caught, I guess. But to have someone who everyone in the world knows it's a great mentor, not approved because they're not on the club approved mentor list, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, how, how does that stop you from being educated yeah. by this person? Yeah. I, I guess I guess you can still be educated. You just can't use it for your advancement. I don't yeah. Know. And, you know, mean. once they get in the ring and start screwing up, that's when you can say, hey. Right. Because right. <laughs> you can go to the best mentors in the world. You can go to every – you can call all 23 uh, breed mentors from the approved list from the parent club and the AKC list, all 23 of them, and spend 10 years with all 23 of them and still not get it. Right. It doesn't mean a thing. And then Uh, when you're in there and you screw up every weekend, that's when it's time to go, um, no. And to go and and then their answer is go back and get more points. What is that? You don't have the eye for it. Yeah. More points isn't gonna help. And it all comes with it, it comes down to experience too. Like it does and background. Yeah, I I I remember learning more sitting next to Fred Fraser at ringside and just listening to them you know and, and yeah. those those things are lost nowadays but but i would never want to lose them i'm glad they're there in my memory bank well sometimes um sometimes trying to be fair to everybody ends up being fair to nobody right right um now with that said the akc's done a great job putting this program together there's plenty of places to learn from i don't know of any registry in the world that gives this many opportunities for people to go learn. Um, you know, they have webinars and seminars and uh, they have these um, approved judging seminars that are excellent. The ones in Orlando are, are just supreme. Oh, I love um, Orlando. It's a, it's, a, it's a great spot. If yeah. you're interested in the sport of dogs, that's a place to, to be. You know? But you know what, Will? I got to tell you, I've been to plenty of those seminars in Orlando and they're all good. But you know where I learn more? In the hallways, yeah. in the hallways after yeah. talking to somebody, it was I, I was um, it was Ken Wood and me, and I forget the breed, but we were taking the class to learn, and it's a breed I knew a lot about from Ireland. But we go out in the hallway, and we had a conversation out there, 
that didn't stop all weekend. And we learned more talking amongst ourselves probably. Um, but there's no points for that. And and I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I just don't, I just know the AKC is trying hard. They've come up with a good system, but there's so many holes in it. And this whole breed club approved mentor thing is one of them, in, in my opinion, you know, um, but I like that you have to apprentice. I like the, in the ring, there's a lot of good things in the system, but um, some of the holes need, in, in my opinion, could, could use some patching or some work or some review. Um, maybe just review. It's been around for a while. Maybe you review it. Uh, but we'll see. Now you're, you're, you can approve, you can be, you can apply for the exception clause, right? Exemplary application. Yeah. I've, I've got to look at it again, but yeah, it looks like I can go through that. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call a rep and go through it with them. It was, it was sent to me by a, a field rep, but I want to go through it and just be clear on some points. And I'm not sure what they, how, how in depth I need to be on each breed that I'm looking at. So, but I don't, I, I, you still look back. I, I think of, uh, um, who can I, Bob Waters. What a, what a, what a, what a wonderful judge he was. I don't think he did all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I know know it sounds, it sounds, I don't know. Does it even sound uppity? I don't know, but I think of Mr. Waters and I think, Oh my God, that was, that was a judge. That was a man that we look Mm -hmm. forward to show to and, and, and took advice from, and, and we even judged our quality of our exhibits by his approval I'm sure he didn't do all this stuff. I'm sure he just lived his life with dogs. And because he had a natural eye, he learned all those things. And yeah. Well, the I've judged in let's see, Ireland, Mexico, Canada, Japan, you know, these places. Um, I don't keep catalogs and and even if they have them, some of these countries don't even have, but I don't keep all those records because why would I need to know that? You know, I can tell you, I've judged Irish Setter Specialty on St. Patrick's Day in Dublin. Um, what year? Uh, late 90s. You know, yeah. I, I don't write it. What am I going to do? I keep all those catalogs. Um, and I've judged Irish Red and Whites over there a bunch of times. But you can get a point for a foreign assignment, but you got to prove it. Well, everybody else knows I was ju- I judged over there. <laughs> whole bunch you know? so i write that down when i ask anybody in Ireland, they'll all tell you you know um <laughs> that's but you know you, you gotta toe the line and go and i and i think everyone should go through a process but uh i i um, agree too but but like i'm gonna stick with bob just because he, he's not with us anymore and he was i think he was exceptional he was exceptional and there was probably Hundreds of people that are, that were in his generation too. Mm-hmm. Bob was exceptional. Yeah. He was he was just one of those. Mr. Waters is just. I don't want to sound like some are better than others, but some are better than others, Wayne. <laughs> well, I was just thinking that. Will this system has been around for a while now, and there's judges that have started and advanced through this exact system. Some of them are great. Some of them yeah. suck. 
<laughs> I can go to the same hockey school as Wayne Gretzky. Am I going to be able to even carry that man's skates into the rink? No. no. <laughs> no. You all the same education? No. No. Yeah. It, it hasn't done. Well, it, it let's just say it doesn't prevent bad judges from advancing. And they do regularly. And we all know who they are. Um, and really, at the end of the day, and I've said this before, if I get off my horse and think about this, maybe we need bad judges, too, because everybody gets to win that way. You know, well, uh, but- I'll tell you, Nigel had a theory on that because I remember sitting around talking to him and he was something had happened at the show that a dog had won that Nigel would not be seen putting up. And uh, he said, you know, William, we need those kind of judges. It keeps everybody coming back. It's true. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. It does. It does keep everybody coming back. And we need the wild cards. We need the we need the Discovery Channel judges. The Discovery Channel. <laughs> <laughs> They're always trying to discover something new. Or uh, the ones that love to give a breed no one can pronounce, you know, a, a big ribbon somewhere. Who's going to tell them they're wrong? Because you've only ever seen one in our life. Right? Yep. Best one I ever saw. Uh, I told you that story about... Um, well, about Santa Barbara years ago. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it just seems to me it's a tough, tough thing to do. I, in my opinion, I, I like this new exemplary. You sure it's not called the Impresario? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I had to get it in there. <laughs> put that in there. On your application, just put Impresario. Impresario. That explains with it one S. You know me. How many times I get that spelled with two S's? No, it's one S. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know, I still the new system with this exemplary thing. That's great. Well, it's great if you've never applied before. If you already yeah. have all but two breeds in the terrier group, you don't. You have to still go through the system for those two breeds. It can't be exemplary. I don't understand that at all. But um, it, but you know. Kudos for the rest of the advancement so they can get all these six group judges so clubs can save money, uh, whatever that is. Anyway, um, it's just, just overall, I don't, I hate to harp on it, but like anything else in the world, you look at anything else, there's ones that like overachieve and ones that just cannot, the state yeah. level, and it's, it's, it's just natural. Yeah, I don't know why. And there's good judges that are good in some groups and not good as oh, good in others. Oh, there's no question. That's just the way the world goes around. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, that's you talk to these people and they say, "Well, because I, I those are the breeds I really wanted to learn." But yeah. you, but he, to in order to advance and be mm-hmm. sellable, yeah. they needed to carry on. You know. They're Andy not going Grace. to be as good as they wanted. They were in silk and hounds as they would be in other breeds, right? Exactly. Andrew uh, had something written somewhere, I guess, a Facebook post, that he was thrilled to have done, I think it was eight, his 18th best in show in his career. Andrew Brace? Mm-hmm. 18. There's judges, 18. There's judges that do that in a month here. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a different world. When you yeah. only have 26 or 28 championship shows a year like they do in England, that's why you get giant entries and it's a real honor to judge. Now it's, uh, 
Let's see. Let's get down to the group. There's people that make these lists. There's, I guess there's websites. You can find groups that uh, people have four groups, five groups, so you can balance oh, your sure. panel to save money or to make it affordable or whatever, stay in business, whatever. Well, maybe we shouldn't stay in business because we have too damn many dog shows. Maybe that's the problem. Well, it's amazing. This weekend, we were talking about a certain dog, and I said, oh, yeah, that, this, this certain judge really liked that dog. You probably don't know how to find him. Well, they punched in. They found everywhere that person was judging him for the next 10 months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mm -hmm. if we go to Colorado, we can meet them. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, those lists aren't always up to date. So don't spend your money too fast. <laughs> A lot of changes these days. But um, yeah, I, I still think that what we need is, and I don't know if you do it by region or what, but you have, um, say it's, you know, six regions across the country or or whatever, three, I don't care how many regions, six probably do it. And you assign people, three or four people, and I have to be an odd number, I guess, three people to each region. And if you get turned down because someone didn't think your mentor was a approved expert or because you couldn't prove your assignment in some country or you forgot the sheets for the sweepstakes, um, you've been turned down. You go through the official process first. You've been turned down you can appeal to this appeals board. And it wouldn't be the AKC board. It would be three judges appointed by the AKC. And it'd be pretty easy, right? I mean, you'd have the Ed Bivens and Elliot Weiss's, and you'd have the people that we all know who everybody is and how good they are, right? Right. And those three people could say, okay, we reverse your decision to, to deny. We think this judge has got tons of potential, and we think they should judge, regardless of what these sheets say. And that then goes back to the board, the AKC board, not the staff, the board, and they can either accept or deny that recommendation from this, this um, review groups or whatever you want to call them, expert groups. That at least gives people some um, some latitude to, if they're not, maybe they're not good at doing all this stuff. Right. Um, and you can go to these exception councils, let's call them that, exception councils. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can go to the exception council and see if you can get in that way. I don't think anybody have a problem with that. Um, and, and if the bad one gets through, and they won't that way. But even no. if they did, we get bad ones now. There's like always going to be good and bad just, just because we, we we watch this person, and all through the years they've they've done really well in their sport, and doesn't mean they can do it in the ring. It does, it's a different process. It, oh. you, you'll get these bravado people outside the ring that say, oh, that one should easily win. Let's see them walk in that ring with all their bravado and go through the things and, and decide. Uh, like, And it's it's a film familiarity thing sometimes, too. If, like, say, I I, I know Wayne Cavanaugh. Of course, I'm gonna, I think Wayne Cavanaugh should be an all-breed judge, in my opinion. Well, then so-and-so who doesn't know Wayne Cavanaugh, if they're in charge of it, well, no, Wayne has to, he has to show, show us pointers first, you know. Yeah. It's, I'm going to go back to Bob Bob Waters. I don't know if this story is true, but this is this is the legend in Canada of Bob Waters. When he first applied, whoever was in charge of it approved him for Dobermans. That's all. And then somebody at the office saw, oh, Bob Waters. Oh, I'll breed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... I don't know if that's just a myth or a legend, but that's yeah. the story up here. Yeah. Well, we all know about the days that the presidents, former presidents or vice presidents of the, of the AKC just call you and say, hey, you're ready for the working group. You know? 
Um, they, they, they didn't pick any bad people when they did that. I'll guarantee you some of our best judges came through that process, but I don't know. There's no perfect world. I think they try real hard. I think Tim and his staff do really try hard uh, to make it fair and make it right. They've had to do this, but uh, there's gotta be, they've had to to make it a level playing field in this day and age. It's just, it's just, everybody gets a trophy now it's just yes. the way it goes well here's an example and i think i can still throw this out there it's it's uh water under the bridge but um you know my my best buddy jim the late great jim edwards uh he judged at ukc for us many times he was a real hit at the coonhound bench shows people loved him at the coonhound bench shows um he was just, he, it was right in his element and he could really sort him and the people loved him. And he had blood, he, you know, bred bloodhounds and otterhounds. So um, yeah. he knew what he was doing and um, they loved the way he judged and approached the sport. So uh, we did seminars, Jim and I did the seminars and you had to attend. It's a two day seminar. You had to attend it uh, every five years, I think it was, uh, to keep your license act, your license active. Well. Um, Jim, uh, got a letter. This is when I was still there. No, 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 no. This is not, it's not true. I had left. I had just left. Jim got a letter saying that if he doesn't take the procedures test, he'll lose his license. And you know, Jim, <laughs> I'm not taking your procedures test. So I lost, he lost his license. Care. But you gotta have, if you stick to these parameters to be fair, Here's a guy that judged for us plenty of times. He never had a problem and people loved him, but he had to go back and take a procedures test like everybody else. Well, yeah. sometimes you're not like everybody else. It's just, it's just the way it goes, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I do know that um, the complaints about judges, in my opinion, are ridiculous. Just because you don't win... It's not the worst judge in the world. And your dog that you might love or a dog you might love may just not be how the judge interprets the standard. So this screaming outside the ring, I screwed up everything. I screwed up everything. You get in there and try. Take their license away. They should take that every time. Yeah, we'll get somebody else. Here's here's a dozen that are also approved. Pick one of them. They can do it next time. I'd like that. I don't want them. Well, then shut up. Yeah. You know, but you're right, though. The, the ones that are the biggest talkers will that that um, complain the most. Uh, I, I'd love to wait to the day till they got their license. Right. Um, first of all, it's different in there. It's scary in there. You have to be a decision maker. You have to be. There's so many factors. Knowing what a good dog is is maybe I don't know, fifty percent. You I have to agree with. I think it was your friend that said to be be selfish, and that, yeah. that is so important to so many things in life that we aren't we don't use that term for. Yeah, but it makes total sense. You have one life. Be mm-hmm. selfish. Do what you want. Please you know, yourself. Right. Don't worry about anybody else. Please yourself in the ring. As long as like Jim used to say, Jim Edwards used to say, "There's only one mistake a judge can make." And that's not, and that's to not give their honest opinion of the dogs before them. Right. Um, if you're giving your honest opinion, that's the right decision. And I, and I've gotten to the point where I look and go, I wouldn't have done that, but you know what? I respect their opinion for doing it. Some of the biggest shows this year, some of the winners, I thought I would have never done that, but 
I, I completely respect their opinion. Well, I, I, I was talking. If about I this. do, you know, if I do, yeah. I was, I was talking about this with somebody else. Uh, actually, this week, and they were, because they were talking. I, I always have an issue when someone starts off negatively. Yeah. And they go after a dog right away, negative. Yeah. And I think I, I blame Garrett Lambert for my views this way because. I was probably that hot-headed kid that would buy that piece of shit with the bad yeah. top. And he'd say, well, okay, come here. What do you think of this part of the dog? What do you think of that part of the dog? What do you think of this part of the dog? Well, that's that's so far that's eight out of ten. How many how many positives on your dog? And, and he would break it down. He said, he said, if you look at it that way, you'll understand. It'll be easier for you to take because let's face it, a top line or a dog going going away poorly, it's easy to pick on. Yeah. But there's so much more to those dogs mm-hmm. than that one part, and 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 human nature comes into it comes into fact so much, especially with handlers, not just professional handlers, all handlers. Mm-hmm. They, they if they if, if you kept beating me in in pointers all of my life, you know what? I'm going to have some animosity against Mister Cavanaugh because I'm going to think, oh, he must be doing this, he must be doing that. How come he always beats me? Well, Garrett would sit me down and say. But look at Wayne's dog. Let's look at let's look at Wayne's dog and see. Mm-hmm. Pretend that you don't have a dog in the ring with Wayne, and look at that dog. And you tell me it shouldn't win. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's very true. It's um, or at least be competitive. Not always win, but that's yeah. one of the dogs that are in competition with you. It seems that people that are fault judges um, are also fault judges in life. They're negative yeah. people. It's They're true. always complaining about everything. And they complain about the sport. They complain about the dogs, they complain about the judges. Every dog is horrible except the ones they own. And I just think, what a miserable way to go through life. Oh, exactly. You know, How much fun if, can that be? If all the other dogs that aren't yours are horrible and all the judges stink and the sport's a mess, leave. I always love it when you that that same type of handler sees a dog and the dog isn't winning. Oh, your dog is so pretty. Then it starts to win. And then all of a sudden they start seeing the bad things in that. (laughs) (laughs) It's already, someone's finally recognized it, but now, oh, they're wrong now. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I love when a new person comes on the scene and everyone's like, oh, let me help you. Oh, look at that. Oh, they're so nice. And, you know, they go reserve a few times. They don't know what they're doing in the ring. Then all of a sudden some smart judge gives them the breed from the class and everyone's like, we don't like them anymore. I always yeah, they want with that pet. <laughs> I, I honestly believe familiarity breeds contempt because we have a dog, a local dog, and it's winning like a, a lot. And people start complaining about it, complaining about it. And I always, whenever I hear them complaining, I'll say, okay, let's take this whole situation away and just have this dog. And let's say, I'm just throwing a name out there. Let's say Wood Warnell flew in from California and showed this dog today. You'd all be going, oh my God, look at that dog. So exciting. <laughs> but because you get to see his butt or her butt every weekend, yeah. you've got this animosity and contempt for that mm-hmm. dog. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember as a kid, we'd be so excited when a new dog walked in. And then when you find out, oh, that's so and so's dog is just being shown by so and so now. <laughs> it's, true. it's amazing. It's just. You know, I'm, I'm uh, I have coming from beagles and pointers and setters. Uh, tails are important to me, and uh, pointer tails are a main feature of 
know, for the certificate of blue blood, apply for the apply at the other end. That's Arkwright's quote on how important tails are. He's talking about he says uh, heads are the hallmark of the breed, but for the certificate of blue blood, apply at the other end. That's so important. The shape of the tail isn't a pointer, and I completely agree with that. It shows you exactly if they're a pointer or not a hound or a sight hound or anyway. Um, it once it was a different breed, not it was and Jim Edwards and I were watching and uh, it wasn't even a sporting breed. And I said, I just can't handle that dog's tail. And he says, mm-hmm. he said, uh, let's start at the front. And we went from the nose all the way back. And he said, you had to go that far back to find something wrong with that dog. <laughs> you missed the entire dog. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I guess he's right. <laughs> Oh, do you remember a judge up here named Bill Brennan? No. Old gun dog guy from the West Coast. Really a good guy. And he was just back to basics judging on it. And I was showing this setter to him. It was an English setter. And it was very fancy. It had this big open suspended side gate. Right? It was just, oh, not what we want. Right. No, right. But it sure was pretty to watch. And, and I was about, I don't know, 27, 28. So I was still, you know, I knew more than anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm showing this dog, and he he beats me to just a, a good dog, but just a dog. And I'm like, what the heck? He said, oh, William, well, you know, he, he's very beautiful, but I want my sporting dogs to go through the daisies. I don't want them to kick the tops off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone asked somebody, uh, I, I don't want to mention any names, but it, it was it was an Irish setters. Uh, what I looked for, and they said uh, a dog. That, and the person correctly said a dog that can go spend the day in the field and not make a fool of himself. Okay. And you know, I come from it. That that's where I come from. And um, yeah, you give me over fancy and over exaggerated and flying open side guy. Yeah, you know. And it's, it's appealing because it's fun beautiful. To watch. Beautiful. <laughs> I put up a dog recently, uh, and I wasn't crazy about the dog, but he had so much to offer to the breed. It was an Irish setter, especially especially dark, deep red mahogany coat. And um, you know, I think it's a hallmark. Well, it is a hallmark. It's a hallmark. It's an absolute hallmark. And uh, this dog was the best one of the day. He wasn't one I was going to go home to, right? Well, I later saw pictures of his son. And I saw, I thought, man, you know, this dog is useful in the breeding program. He's beautiful. Some was better than him. Um, and Someone said to me, a good friend said to me, I know, but he's ugly. And I said, um, yeah, he might be ugly, but there's not a damn thing in the standard that says they can't be ugly as long as they're good. You know? Exactly. The bird's not going to care if they're ugly. Yeah, no, no. This dog could work all day. I guarantee that. And uh, yeah, you could see his pet. He's clearly had some stuff from from uh, Ireland and England. His pedigree, you could tell by looking at him. But um, So some people, that's a different kind. It's a different look. Mm-hmm. No, it's just so funny how I think I've told this story before, probably. But I, I remember being in the combined center, especially, and I had some people working for me. And we had a break, and they said, Let's go up, and I want you to describe centers for me. And these three centers walked in, and there was one that was the, the dark mahogany. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I said, Well, there's only one center in there, so that's got to win. Then you have to fumble through the next two. Uh, well, that one went third. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand the terracotta color of Irish setters. 
Uh, it's not not that deep red mahogany. You know, orange is not an Irish setter. I'm sorry. And we've just got to, that's a hallmark of the breed that you never want to lose. You've got to reward it. Um, they are a deep mahogany breed and they are spectacular when you see it. And when you see it out running on open, we've run Irish setters on the hill in the mountains in Dublin. Um, in which, you know, it's so short, short covered. It's not thick at all. You can see for miles. And when you see that deep, dark red mahogany dogs dashing across that green peat and grass, the blue sky, oh man. It's a thing. Like I remember going to Travelda as a kid and they were just, it was just, that's what you saw. He wasn't Ireland. Obviously it was Middleburg, Virginia, but there was lots of green pastures there and these Irish setters out there running around it. And that's, that's what, that's what, Sold me. I was sold, man. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I did a, uh, I was back when I was doing the Breed All About It series for Animal Planet. We were able to film, um, we gave it great budget back then. We went and shot Irish setters uh, in Ireland and Irish red and white setters in Ireland. Oh, and uh, this, this, just being there in their environment and seeing them on their mountains and their fields and their hills. Oh man, breathtaking! Everything just made sense, right? Yeah, but you, but you have to watch out because you know uh, I don't think people understand how peat, as in peat moss, the stuff you grow in the you oh, know Peter Kubas, not Peter Kubas. <laughs> who, by the way, Peter Kubas in the interview, I, I he gets points for this. He said, "Hello, young William." Yeah, I know. <laughs> That, that guy makes i just can't he's so funny i have so much fun with pete at dog shows he is hysterical because but, pete has fun yeah he does well i'm glad he picked up the young william from right here the dog show drive the dog show drive but uh anyway uh they cut that pete and to burn it and it's a big process you cut it there's no trees in ireland you know so you, you i mean not many so you cut the peat and you dry it and then that goes in your fireplace and you burn it for heat especially in the old days, it's all you had. And when you walk through these bogs and these uh, in, in certain terrains in certain areas, all of a sudden you walk along and whoop, all of a sudden there's a, a clear cut square cutting where they took the peat from and you go flying on your tuchus if you're not careful. But it's uh, it's just so reminiscent of, of old times and how these dogs work. And they can run. And they'll, of course, they'll exaggerate. The old guys will say, oh, an Irish setter can run 300 miles in a day here. <laughs> and you know, I'm not sure about 300, but uh, there's so much space, so much visual space, and you can see them the whole time. Um, in here, of course, you need the tail to be 12 o'clock so you can see them because the cover's so different. You know, we judge them from their, from where they were, from whence they came. If we were judging dogs uh, to the particular cover we were showing them, it would be a whole different dog show and a whole different standard. Right. Those type of experiences, though, did they just tend to put stamps in your head? Like yeah. I remember when we were there, and no that points, Will. No points. No points. I know. No points. This gentleman brought that red and white dog for us. Oh to look at. man, yeah. That's in my head, and that's never going to leave my head. You know. And it's, how deep was that mahogany? But he was such a beautiful dog. You know, pearly, pearly white. Oh, yeah. just beautiful. Yeah. yeah, those are things that you just can't. You know, you 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 can go search for him. Um, and it certainly helps, but when they do happen and they're, you're unexpected turn around and it's right there yeah. and that template in your head just gets filled, but well, you can't fill that template without having your brain make a template right. that wants to be filled. 
you have to have some backstory and some experience. Like the checking of the box, as we yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have that experience to to want to know what would fill your template, right? And how many people would look at that dog and went, oh. <laughs> you know, or that oh, Springer, the guy from Northern Ireland used to bring down. Oh, man, those dogs were beautiful. But how many people would just walk by him if they didn't know what a good Springer was, right? Because um, they weren't pretty. They weren't beautiful. They had speckles all over them. Uh, you can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Not in America. <laughs> oh, boy. Unbelievable. Well, you know, we get those judges' report cards, too, now. Um, you can you can read all about it. I mentioned it last week. I thought it was funny. Someone was complaining about Wood Warnell not knowing about terriers, and uh, the good news is everyone jumped on and went. You don't even need to. You, you just need to stop. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. <laughs> but some you know, things are misinterpreted too on, some, on those judges' report cards. Like I was a friend of mine who was was a topic lot a few weeks ago on one of the report cards. And this person is is she she takes herself very seriously, takes her job very seriously. But I think it's more her approach. Like she tries to give them advice. This is a really good dog, but you should you need to do yeah. this. Right. Well, they they jumped all over for being rude and being this and being that. Well, you know, I, she's right. She was yeah. right. No, yeah. she she was right. If you just. Well, the good news is, I think the interesting part of the judge's report cards is if you're really nice to them, I mean, you smile and you take time with puppies, you're a great judge. And I get that. I mean, I get that people want that experience. Um, Not everyone knows that, you know, everybody knows they can't win every time. But if you're pleasant in there and make it work, it does help their experience. And the other thing about the judge's report cards is I think the more lately, I guess, judges of, of merit are jumping on there going, wait a second. You might want to rethink what you're saying here and you get some good debates. So I'm all for it. Um, you just, you can tell when the poster posts because they lost uh, and they didn't know what they're doing or you can tell, and people are pretty good about reading that and, um, and answering appropriately. Hey, any form I'm all for, as long as it's not slander. <laughs> but it's amazing how we take things now. Like, like um, things that were judges said to us, 30 years ago, they would not be accepted now. They would no. be they would be all over the internet and be destroyed. I remember showing to a one of the most respected judges, and, and they were going over the dog on the table, and they could see me getting my dog ready on the ground. And all he said was, if you're gonna fix that front, William, I better hear some bones crack. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. <laughs> Can you imagine if someone if a judge said that to somebody nowadays? I'll uh, be trying it. I'll be trying it soon. Oh. That's the waters for me. Oh, that's terrific. That yeah. is great. Or sometimes I like to turn around and go, please. I- can you please fix that front? Try to crack some bones. You got to be able to make it better than that. Stand there, toes pointing at each other. Come on. I got in an argument with a, with a young lady. She showed in the setters against me, and she would always post that my dog was a show and pony act, and that's why she kept losing. And finally, I'd had it with her. I'm in the ring, and, and I turned. I said, look down. Look at your front feet. So that's your fault. And I'm going to beat you because you, <laughs> and you know, it, it has nothing to do with my pony yeah. act it was yeah. because you're bad at what you do. Hey, we uh, all have videos on our phones. Fortunately or unfortunately, when you show your dog, have someone film your dog. 
I'll guarantee that what you think the judge is seeing is not what the judges are saying. <laughs> exactly. You might think, man, I got my dog looking great today. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I've seen you take dogs, Will, um, in several breeds, new dogs that I went, mm, man, I don't know if you can do with that. And uh, then over a period of a couple months, you come back and you know, I'm like, whoa, you know, that dog looks great. Same dog. Um, but you, you finally found its groove and you have to do that by being in there. Yeah, I remember, remember the first time I came to see Miss P and she gagged all the way around the room. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's never going to make it. And then a month later, she had this thing dialed into one of the greatest show dogs I've ever seen. I remember uh, being in a ringside when any of my class full of English setters special when I was in there and my good friend Judy Taylor was still showing dogs. We were back there talking away and it was Skip that was judging and there was a big class and I don't know what the topic came up, but she's talked with it about next year. I said, I want the dog that's behind you for next year. So she looked and she went, really? And it was owner. It was a gentleman showing his dog. He never got a lot out of it. And and he, and he was a beautiful dog, but he, he moved tail low and just was yeah. not happy to always be there. But just a beautiful dog. I'll tell you, Skip worked them until he put that dog up. And then I was standing in line with Judy. I said, what do you think now? She said, well, you're right. Yeah. And I did get the dog the next year. Oh, wow. How cool. But, but it, yeah. it was just neat to see Skip work through mm-hmm. all these dogs were shown to perfection and finding yeah. a dog. You know? yeah. You'd like to think, and I'd like to think I can find the diamonds in the rough. Yeah. But sometimes you just can't do it. No, uh, and you, you don't have the time. You don't have the. It depends who's in there, right? I mean, handlers, handlers, be it professional or owner handlers, they don't realize how hard it is. Because it is difficult. If you're in a class full of dogs that are not shown well enough for you to adjudicate in your two minutes, it's a mm-hmm. difficult job. It is. Every time you look over and the person's showing a pretzel to you, it's like, it's, what the heck? Really? Give me some mustard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's uh, yeah, I think having someone take videos, not just pictures, videos of you in there will help you. And I don't care who you are or how famous you are. Um, it'll help you see what people see, what the judge is seeing, too. But a um, lot to our little sport here, William, young William. Yeah. I think we can go on all day, but I think we've reached our limit, though, Wayne. We may have. Uh, Before uh, we start losing the crowd. Yeah, we don't want to do that. Hey, um. I hope to see you soon, Will. Where the hell is that going to be? Uh, Garden, I guess. Jeez. Is that the next time we're going to see each other? We oh, see really? each other every week. That's right. Right here in Technicolor. That's right. <laughs> Technicolor. And I don't. I, I just just for the record, um, last week we we mentioned that we're we're thinking about doing the podcast via YouTube as well. Um. And we wear some pretty funny clothes. Now, I'm not sure it was conscious or not, but both Will and I have our, well, I have hair combed. And we both have nice quarter zips with, with uh, we ha- we're almost dressed up as if we're preparing. Was that a conscious decision on your point? Just in case Doc decided to put it on YouTube without Exactly. Asking. That's exactly why I wore my nice sweater. <laughs> No pajamas this morning. No pajamas. I'm still wearing pants. Hey, we had a great loss in the world, in my opinion. Um, George Costanza's mother on the show. Oh, yeah. I know, right? How funny was she? Oh, my God. (laughs) 
What a show. This is a oh. show, Jerry. This is a show. This is a show. I watched, I haven't watched them in years. And I was flicking through a couple nights ago and I found um, an episode where George was, <laughs> he was, he's become two people, uh, the regular George and the dating George. Yeah. I, I got to get I back to one George, just one George. I can't handle the two Georges. <laughs> the world's colliding, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And Kramer was somehow answering the phone for the movie theater. If you want to use his voice. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me what movie you want to see? <laughs> oh, that's, that was just so funny. Yeah. What <laughs> What's your location? What's your zip code or whatever? And you tell him. Okay, that would be. So, which theater would you like to see? <laughs> which one's easier? Press one for. Why don't you just tell me what movie you want to see? <laughs> oh man, what a beauty! Yeah, I just saw that uh, a couple nights ago. That was terrific. Anyway, a show about nothing, a podcast about nothing. Exactly. But, uh, you know what are you going to do? Uh, someone asked what I was going to do this morning. I said I'm going to cast a pod. I mean, I guess that's what this is, right? I guess. Yeah. I'm going to go casting pods. Well, maybe we're going to be casting pods, and you can see us too. And I'm going to apologize for that because it's not a good, it's not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> we, we do, uh, yeah. Sean Connery and Robert Redford. We'll be. We used to be contenders. I'll tell you that. We used to be contenders. <laughs> <laughs> Still got it. Mm, not so much. Anyway, <laughs> off to the dogs. Good luck with Johnny. He, he, you would have gotten to see uh, Will's Irish Setters pawing at his shoulder like i love you daddy i love you daddy in the beginning if we were tubing today so um there you have it i don't even know what youtube he's falling it. asleep right here beside me just waiting cheryl told me this morning you could learn sign language by using snapchat i've always wanted to learn sign language sign language i think it's i just think something we deserve to do for the world uh but i said to her i, I don't even want snap what i don't i don't want to learn another one no 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 more snapchatting i can't I can't do Snapchat. No. Yeah. Well, you never learn sign language by Snapchat. I snap sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and you chat too. But, I, do. Uh, I don't no. do the two. <laughs> and are they all still out there? Remember, it used to be before YouTube, there was something else that musicians ended up using. Or maybe it was, oh, it was MySpace. It was a Facebook thing. Was it? Okay. MySpace yeah. for musicians. Uh, yeah, it never worked out for me. That's when I was playing with the Beatles, you know, the backup. Yeah. Um, a long time ago. Anyway, all right, young William, peace be with you, brother. We'll, we'll see you down the road, or we'll see you. If I don't, my aunt Betty used to say, "If I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window." Yeah, that's good, man. That's good thing yeah. to say. Anyway, be safe out there, guys, and I hope uh, we kept you entertained for the last hour or so. Whatever it's if been. that's entertaining, I guess that's the most important part. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about being selfish. Remember, be selfish, Jerry. Party on, Bert. I'm born no way. Yeah. Better be paying attention, Doc. Give me grace. grace. Bury my sins. <laughs> <Shattered> <laughs> and and use this in the blooper reel. That's Can right. We love you, man. Where we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that in, Ernie. <laughs> Quit taking yourself so damn seriously. I'm coming down. <laughs> <laughs>